0: And welcome to the J Train podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from Delray Beach, Florida. I'll explain how we got here. Um, I I mean, it's been a whirlwind of a few weeks. I'm I'm coming to you live from Delray Beach because here's how the uh, here's how the schedule went. We 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 taped. A bunch of episodes beforehand with Eric Bergstrom. That was great. Josh Adam Myers. Um, we did the live, and then and then we did the live podcast um, from San Francisco. What an episode! You should all go listen to it. It was so much fun. Uh, The people that came out, thank you. Thank you for coming out to the shows. L.A., sold out. San Francisco, sold out. San Francisco Live Pod, sold out. San Francisco stand-up, sold out. Sacramento, where I had heard going in, is a tough place to go because it's not exactly in the cool section of town. And we know what the cool section is. They said it's midtown in Sacramento. But, like, they don't... People... Listen, I I understand that the the wide swath of you are in a certain group of people that wants to be in the cool section of town with a bar next door, with an Uber waiting for you outside that takes you to the late night food place that puts you directly in bed and tucks you in. I get it. And some of these comedy clubs are you know where the people used to go or in a strip mall or really anywhere they can afford the rent, which you got to understand too. So getting people to... The punchline in San Francisco, Sacramento is I was told a feat. And guess what? The, the Feather Nation came through. Oh, did it feel good. You guys came out in San Francisco, Sacramento, L.A. L.A., we planned the show two weeks ahead of time, a week and a half to sell tickets, and it was sold the F out. Unbelievable. It feels, I mean, listen, I always talk about how good it feels when you guys... Put up your Instagram story. Put it. Your tweet it. DM me. Let me know you're listening. It feels, a th- like, literally like I'm out. Like I'm in the middle of the country. I'm out in a, a in a cornfield. You know. You, so you see the wind is blowing. We don't have sound effects today because Shelby's gone. I'm in Delray Beach, Florida. and and, and I'm just sitting there standing i'm standing this time my balls are beneath me and then below me those little corn husks are gently grazing that's how it feels when you guys come out to shows and you tell me how you how you started listening and who in the emails of yours that i've answered in the past it's it's um <coughs> it's really an unbelievable thing and i'm 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 very excited that you guys are enjoying i love doing this so i love that you're enjoying it as much as i love doing it I even had one guy come up to me and goes, "Hey man. Thank you. You recommended Hinge on the podcast and then my and then and then he points at his girlfriend and she goes, "She used Hinge cuz you said to do it. Now we're together. We're a happy couple. Wouldn't have happened without you." I and to me that's, you know, you know, that's like a Kevin Bacon how many degrees of separation do you want to give me credit for? But listen, I'll take it. I'll take the feathering. I'll take it right up the seam of the nuts. I'll take it. So what happened was we taped How Low Will You Go. Um, you can go on Snapchat and keep watching those. Um, you guys watching those has been very helpful. Uh, it's one of the highest rated, As I don't know what the rating system are, but it's the most one of the most watched Snapchat shows that they have. Um, and apparently people watch these. And listen, it's like a podcast, you know. You only know what you know. So I know how to find podcasts. I know which ones are popular, which ones are not. And I, cause I know the, the, the method of the madness. I, I know the app and I know where I hear about podcasts and I'm in the game. Snapchat, I'm not in the game as much. I, I, I've never watched a show on Snapchat. And when they asked me to do the show, I was like, of course it's a job. And we'll get back to that in a second. I, it's a job. It's nice to be uh, and I said let's do it And I can, and it's a job where I can be funny It's dumb I'm dumb I like doing dumb shit I like going to the college football games Seeing the country was an amazing experience Looking back on it I'll probably look back on it and go What the fuck was that? So They basically When we taped How Low at USC uh, When they played against Cal And USC Beautiful school You can go to my Instagram stories uh, My highlights I talk about USC And how beautiful and nice the school is um and then we went to um and then I went into the show in LA uh San Francisco San Francisco unbelievable town I mean like it it it's crazy uh the hills and the food and the drinking and the people and then we went to Sacramento which is covered in smoke um I don't know what you've heard about the smoke that's going on out west but Sacramento is an issue I mean it's you, it looks like it's Armageddon. It looks like a like like uh, Walking Dead, like it's uh, the world has ended and there's smoke over the sun. It feels like you're on Mars and uh, did the show out there, then came back to L.A. USC played against uh, UCLA at the Rose Bowl. We did our last episode of How Low Will You Go? And I'll say, listen, I, I, I mean, I can't. I'm not going to like, I, I would never bullshit you here if I didn't really have a good time doing it. I would just go, go watch it. And then I would stop talking about it. Everyone, that, it's, it's nice to work with good people. And everyone there was a professional. <laughs> they were kind. They were fun and funny and got it. And uh, that makes my life easier because my job is the easiest of them all. I have two people come up and I get to fuck around. I get to look at them and go, look at you, idiot. Look at you, idiot. Let's make the game. And it's physically tiring but listen all these people are doing more work than I can ever understand and that I don't know so, but it was cool to have everyone come together to do their jobs and do it well and have fun together and, and enjoy each other's company because I really do like everyone that I worked with on that show so we're going to do more which is exciting for me it's um and I just like I said before and I said I get back to it having for me when, you know, my job isn't a job. My job, there's no uh, clocking in and clocking out. I've created a lot of nice things for myself as far as the podcasting is, is concerned and um, doing stand-up, and I have schedules that revolve around those, and it's why I'm taping from Delray Beach because, listen, I'm clocking in right now. Got to get this in for Friday. I got to make sure you get your post-Thanksgiving uh, trip away from your your family that, that mental trip that this podcast gives you. Believe me, I get it. Time to have quiet time without uncle, whatever his name is, telling you uh, how successful their kid is. He can go fuck himself. So I clock into this, but it's nice to go and uh, as a comic where there's no job description or no thing to have, it, it feels good to go to, uh, and I put up hand quotes, an office. It's nice to be, you know, valued in that way because you, you have moments, you know, doing this where you go, what the fuck am I doing? I'm doing every, You know, when I do plain thoughts, I wake up on Sunday. If, you, if you're familiar, if you're not familiar, I write about everywhere I go to and I try to be as honest as possible while being funny and to give my just takeaway of the place. But when people started liking it, I said, well, this is another job. And I considered it to be that much. Um, And there were mornings where I would go, what the fuck do I have to say about Nebraska? And I found something to say because I knew that consistency matters. And I do think that those plain thoughts could become a show at some point. And, you know, a lot of things you have to do, especially when you're starting your own business or you're entrepreneurial, it's the shit that no one's asking you to do that you have to punch in like it's a job. So... From my perspective, getting to go and do how low you go and having that be a real thing with NBC Sports and Snapchat and having people say, uh, you know, and having the flights made for you, those are nice things. And it makes you, you know, it makes you feel valued. Like, oh, wow, I'm actually doing something that goes out there that doesn't involve just me. Because, you know, you know, the Patreon, you know, I want you guys to sign up for Patreon. I put a, I'm getting 50 DMs a day. Asking for advice, and it's all and mostly from. It's not from J Train listeners because the J Train listeners, as much as you, there are of you. It does feel like the up podcast listeners, it's just a bigger group. So they don't know that I have a Patreon or they don't know that I've kind of harped on it on this podcast. And I do one bonus episode of the podcast every week and I do blogs as much as I can. And I do personalized advice on Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. They don't know Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. They don't know... Patreon.com slash Jared Freed, three bucks a month, a podcast every Sunday, 10 bucks a month, personalized advice, 25 bucks a month for a dating app makeover. They don't know that. So they DM me and they say, hey, Papa JT, help me out. I got this thing going on, Uh, which I know. So I'm getting all those messages and you're trying, but Patreon becomes your own thing where it's like, hey, I got to... I gotta make the donuts. I gotta pay the rent. I gotta have the podcast ready. You know, it be with Snapchat and with a job that like that. It was nice to be like, oh, I go and do do the thing I do. I make fun of people and I make the game fun and I do jokes and then I leave. That felt nice. And of course, I'm gonna put it on Instagram stories to promote it because I want people to watch the shit I do and I want it to be. I, I would do that snapchat show. I would do how low you go with the rest of my life i'm I'm not even bullshitting at all. you kidding me? consistent paycheck and going to cool places and uh, and you know having a job where you get to be dumb and funny that's what it's all about to me so we're here with uh jtrain podcast at gmail.com I'm gonna bang through some emails that's my plan here I'm gonna go and roll through those emails because I was going to do this podcast on the beach with my parents. And then we had a couple glasses of wine and I was like, I don't know about that one. I don't know uh, if, if it's going to go the way I wanted it to go, even though it would be interesting and funny. I felt like an alone cast made sense. So I'm going to go through these emails. I'm ready. We got a couple sponsors. I'll get into those. But we're going to get straight into these emails and you can send in whatever you'd like, jtrainpodcasts.gmail.com. It's just you and Papa JT. Turn the lights down. Shelby's away. It's just you and I. But Shelby will pop in. I'd love it if he did like a pop in from home, if he just was like, you got that right. That'd be funny. But he's going to, you know, he's back at the home base. And I'm going to do this podcast on a little J Train solo edition from the beach in Florida. And you can send in whatever you'd like. Um, I'm here. Let's let's get into it. J Train Podcast at Gmail.com, J Train Podcast at Gmail.com, New York versus LA. And I'm literally just going into the inbox and going straight down the fucking list. And we're gonna go as long as we can. Hey Jer, big fan of your podcast. Think you give great advice and are super funny and relatable. Mm, feathers away. Sending in this question after we DM'd on Insta the other day I asked if you if someone from LA from New York should move to LA. Oh yeah. She wanted to know if someone from New York should move to LA and I, I mean if they if someone from New York should move to LA if they hate the winter. And you told me to send the question in. Interested in your thoughts in general about NYC versus LA. But more for con, but for more context about me. I'm 23, from Long Island, went to school in upstate New York, live and work in NYC now, so I'm used to the cold. But since I graduated, I realized I could live literally anywhere and don't know why I continue to live through the winter. Most of my family is in the Northeast, but not all. And obviously, most of my friends are here, but not. A, but again, not everyone. I work in finance, but I'm definitely looking to not be doing some, doing that sometime soon. And I'm pretty confident I could get a decent job if I could if I could uh, a job I'd find interesting in California. I feel like I should totally just apply for jobs and move there. But I'm nervous that it's not all that it seems to be and I'll be lonely, have FOMO from everything in the city. Thanks for reading. Super interested in your thoughts. I love this email. I love this email because it's off It's off the course of what we usually do with a lot of dating and relationship stuff. This is like life shit that, listen, I don't know shit about life. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But I know how, I, how this person feels. I've felt this way. I remember, and I've probably mentioned this on this podcast, I remember sitting in my, like I, I used to have this cubicle at, and I used to work selling insurance. And I remember looking at like Google Maps and just zooming in at like towns in, in, in Montana, zooming in at a lake and thinking, what the fuck is life like living at this lake? Because I was sure. That there was 24-year-old J-Train, whatever the equivalent of me, was living there, doing a job with their hands, coming home, having a beer, and then just turning on the TV and living a slower, different, different as-good-a-life-as-me-in-a-different-way thing. And that sounds ridiculous because I've never fucking been to Montana and I and I once texted this to my buddy Cheese. I once texted my buddy and I was like, "Dude, do you ever do this?" Like I, I told him I was open with him. We were, dr- you know, I, I, I know I didn't text him. My buddy Cheese and I were out. He used to live in the Lower East Side, and then he ended up moving. But he used to live near this bar called Horseshoe. We called Horseshoe Bar. I don't know if it's called that, but it was on Seventh and B, and. The, this bar was great because it was perfect for when it got cold out. Because like, you know, you'd see the 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 ice, you know, form around the windows, and you felt like you could really have a have a drink there and just sit there for the day. So we were sitting there like on a Sunday, getting drunk, and I told him that I did this, and he goes, "Dude, I do that all the time with Maine," and I was like, "No fucking way, you do this all the time with Maine." He was like, "Dude, I look at Maine and I think like, why not just move there." and open, you know, a canoe, like a canoe-making shop, like a handmade canoe shop. And it's two 24-year-olds talking about how awesome it would be to live in Maine with a handmade canoe shop. And neither of us fucking know how to canoe. We don't even canoe. We don't even want to be outside. But we were just thinking of, like, what, you know, what life would be. And what has happened in my, you know, since that time is I do know people who have taken the leap and have moved to the town and have started the canoe shop as crazy as that sounds i mean i my friends are are owners of bantam bagels and if you don't know bantam bagels um it's the bagel balls that are found in starbucks they're also found in costco and um they started making bagel balls with cream cheese in the middle in their kitchen, and they were like, "This should be a business." And then they made it into a business, and they worked their fucking ass off. And then they ended up on Shark Tank, and then they, the business took off from Shark Tank. Was in the Starbucks, and now they've, you know, made like they just got bought out for a ridiculous amount of money. I, I don't even know the number, but it's crazy. And it, it couldn't be happier for them, but they did the thing that you're si- that that some people sit in a cubicle and think about and never do. So here's what I would say to this girl. Who's writing in about the differences between New York and L.A.? Go. It doesn't matter. You have no family. You have no kids. You have no husband. Um, maybe you have a boyfriend, but fuck it. Uh, the world is smaller than it's ever been. Flights New York to L.A., if you get ahead of it, are 250 bucks. It's not like it was 30 years ago. And you're 23 from Long Island. You got time to make a couple mistakes. Or maybe you'll start bantam bagels and you'll make a, you know, $10 million mistake or whatever millions of they just made. I mean, that's the thing. You have time to to go and and it's okay to go. And the thing about Instagram and social media, and I feel this a lot. I remember when I started doing stand-up comedy, it's like, you know, I see a lot of comedians that to me, like, and this is speaking honestly, that they feel stuck in being a comedian because there's so much out there. And my advice to her is don't feel so stuck. L.A. versus New York, the weather in L.A. is great. L.A. is a very livable city thanks to Uber. Before Uber, I would have never lived there. After Uber, you can go to a bar, jump in a car, go home, and not have to worry about where you fucking parked. So, and the food in L.A., I wrote it on my Instagram stories, the food in L.A. is better than anywhere else in the country. Uh, wherever you live, the food is fine, but fuck it. It's not as good as L.A. The produce is better out there. Um, there's more chances. And this is kind of back to the advice I'm giving her, where it's like, L.A., starting a restaurant in L.A., the rent isn't as big, so if you fuck up, you, that's okay. You don't have to make as much money to get your to get to the next month. Same with this girl. You can fuck up. You got no kids and no uh, no husband, no wife. Go. Go try it. If the itch is there, scratch it. That's kind of my advice for her. But I, I mean, so, but as far as differences, there's definitely, um, the people are definitely more uh, different. There's a laid, ba- way more laid back. It's not going to be, um, the, the advice I would give to her is if you do move, don't be that person that's like, I'm the New Yorker. Everything in New York is better, but I'm living in L.A., Fucking live in L.A., be an L.A. person. Give yourself to the city. My favorite part of that email is I work in finance, but I'm definitely looking to not be doing that sometime soon. Go. Maybe the change of scenery will make you like finance more. Podcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. It's an alone cast, baby. Papa JT and you, turn the lights down. We're here every Tuesday and Friday, jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. And listen, we're sponsored, baby. I love this sponsor. This sponsor is so fantastic. It is, um, you know why it, it takes, it's a lot like this girl wanting to move to LA. And I want to reiterate, the differences aren't that big. LA and New York are so alike that it's crazy. The rest of the country is fucking different. And plus, you're going to make friends, you're young, probably pretty, whatever. But... We all have that thing in us that keeps us from doing the right thing. We're embarrassed. We don't know what to do. I love the sponsor, Roman. I love Roman. Um, they're new to the podcast. Guys are terrible about taking care of their health. This is for the men out there. And we are bad about taking care of our health because, you know what, it's embarrassing to go to the doctor. You don't know what you have or what you don't have. And... Whether it's a knee injury, back injury, bad back, or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable. Uh, rubbing some dirt on it. I get it than seeing a doctor. I'm guilty of this myself. I I am uh I mean, I I had a moment where I was I had a thing where I was getting these pains in my head. And um not pains, but I was I had like a numbness in the back of my head and I didn't know what the fuck it was. And um, I remember I called the hospital and I was like, "What is this? Thi- I gotta go to the hospital. There's something with my head. Can you can I set an appointment?" And the woman was like, "Set an appointment. It's your fucking head." I was like, "Oh," and I like went and got to check it checked out and it was fine. But I mean, this is the thing about guys. We just we don't want to deal with it. We're lazy. I mean, every girl nods her head that deals with us on a dating site. We're very lazy. But the same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and treated for ED online. This is great. ED, erectile dysfunction, you might not have it, you might have it, but what's easier than going online and checking for that shit instead of going to a doctor and being like, hey, dude, my dick doesn't work. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is get, uh, is visit GetRoman.com slash JTrain. That's GetRoman.com slash JTrain. Fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with a doctor, and get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. I mean, come on, people. If you're sitting at home being like, am I that guy? Fucking go to... GetRoman.com slash JTrain Guys, go online, get checked by the doctor Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't tackle But with Roman It's easy, so easy to take care of Here we go For a free online visit Go to GetRoman.com slash JTrain Let me repeat myself GetRoman.com slash JTrain That's GetRoman.com slash JTrain For a free online visit GetRoman.com slash JTrain There you go So listen people I love that sponsor because just like this podcast, you know, you come to me for the judgment-free zone, the JFZ. This is where you come. You go to Roman, get roman.com slash JTrain, and you get the JFZ of erectile dysfunction help. podcast at gmail.com. podcast at gmail.com. Here with Jared. You listen, you're, I'm by myself. Ooh, I like this. Is this considered cheating? Ooh, juicy. Always feathering your nuts, telling my girlfriends about you, listen every week, have shared you on my story, of course. There we go. Sharing on the story is important, people. And stop writing, Jared told me to do this. It takes it away. Because then they go, who the fuck's Jared? Why is he yelling at people? My question is, is what is technically considered cheating? I asked because recently my new boyfriend only together 3 months thinks I cheated where I think I am a friendly person and we hadn't set proper boundaries. That word that phrase friendly person hits me in a way that I'd be like ee! You know what I mean? I guess when I maybe it's a, my misogyny is showing through. I that is a I've been in relations with a girl. I'm just friendly. I'm being cool. And it's like, what are you getting out of this? This is what happened. He took me on an overnight trip to Miami. Ooh, buen venido a Miami. At the beginning of the trip, he went to go check into the hotel while I waited in the car. As it happened, some guy was there on the sidewalk. (laughs) What? And I was inside the car on my phone, looked up when the guy did this roll down window motion. So I did. He asked if that was my boyfriend. I said, yes. We proceeded to talk, and he eventually said to take his number. He would get me and my boyfriend into the club. The club is called Story, which I have been wanting to visit. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know who's sat him on yet. My boyfriend, now my boyfriend is not a partier, and he doesn't drink, but I figured maybe he would want to go later just to dance or something. The guy and I were talking, so when my boyfriend got back to the car, instantly he was mad and rolled up my window. Eh, he didn't handle this right. Later that day, he went through my phone and noticed on my call log, Miami guy. Uh, you got He figured it out and got mad. I tried to deny it first, which was stupid, but I just didn't want to ruin the trip and didn't want to think it was a big deal. Well, you did think it was a big deal. That's why you didn't tell him to begin with. This is all... Eventually, I fessed up and explained it was just to get us into clubs later, and I had no ill intentions. This random guy was not my type at all, and I truly had no bad intentions. I'm the type of that is used to Vegas, Miami, LA partying, where it's just easier to know somebody to get into places and have not wanna wait and I don't want to wait in line. Anyways, long story short, he feels like I cheated on him and tells me I'm on probation period right now. He doesn't trust me anymore. I still don't think I cheated, but have promised to never do that again, nor give my phone number away and let him go through my phone whenever. Anyways. Do you think that's considered cheating and that I deserve to be on this probation period? I'm debating if I should just end things because you will never trust me or let me off this probation period. Keep up the good work. So I like this email for a number of reasons. What I like is that um, it could have... I. We have to become... You have to look inward first because she made mistakes that guy or girl, this is not a male-female thing. This is mistakes we all make. I like that, let me start with let him go through my phone whenever. That is the least trustworthy deal ever made in relationships. Whenever someone says you can go through my phone, whatever, to me, I'm like, we'll never trust each other again. Because that to me, and I said this a few times, is showing your right hand Look at it, it's all on my right hand while well, you're doing something with your left hand. It's just too much. You don't have to go that far with someone that you're with. You don't have to go and say, go through my phone whenever. And it's like, I don't need that. It's kind of like, I, I mean, I talk about the, I don't know if this relates, but I, I, I get the same vibe when someone's like, I, I get DM'd and people want advice. And I say, hey, I do this on Patreon. And they go, well, let me Venmo you $5. And I'm like, that's not what this is about to me. I see this as, I see Patreon as a, as the next level for our relationship. I'm not looking to have the $5 left on the counter on my way back. The you can look at my phone whenever feels like the cheap $5 on the counter. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? A random Friday? Okay, pop quiz. Time to look through your phone. That's not how I'm living my life. So stop with that. The other thing is, You have to what she should have done, and I'm not to play Monday morning quarterback and coulda, woulda, shoulda. you know, that's not a good way to go through life, but if we, you know, as a lesson to everyone, he comes in the car, rolls it down the window, take my number, I can help you get in the clubs. When his boyfriend gets in the car, you have the fight right away. Stop waiting to have fights for a worse fight. He getting in the car and rolling up the window in someone's face is rude, and he should trust you more, and he should look at you and know that, because you guys are on a trip together in Miami, that it's okay for you to talk to another man. And he should be able to be an adult and air his grievance with you right now, or be an adult and go, hey, what's up, man? I'm Jared. Nice to meet you. What's the deal? And then you could have gone, oh, um, Antonio... Miami Antonio is the producer for this club. He wants us to, he's going to help us get us in tonight if that's something we want to do. I figured it was a good option. If you had said that and he was still mad, then I'd be like, well, he can go fuck himself. He's being, he's too, he has too much pride. He has too, he's too self-conscious. But since he got to the car, so if I'm understanding the the, the order of events, he gets to the car he sees a guy talking to you, rolls the one up, up in his face. You guys drive away. It's never spoken about. He looks through your phone, and then he sees Miami guy. Now we're so far down the river where something is up, and it's, it's why didn't you just say right away, he gave me his number, and now to help us go in the clubs? Is it because you were maybe setting yourself up for when this ends to hang out with Miami guy? Is it, And also, a lot of his distress probably comes from not being a clubber. He feels left out. He's not that type of guy. So why do you need to be at a club with him? You know what he does. Maybe you guys aren't made to be a match. To me, anytime you're hiding something small and then come back to it and it gets big, it wasn't about the small thing. So why did you hide Miami guy? Why didn't that come up right away? I don't think you cheated. You didn't cheat. That's not, a, that's not what you did. What I'm saying is he feels like, why hold that for me? I got in the car. You know, the, the fight needs to happen right away. So no, you didn't cheat. But you also didn't handle it right. I think the only way you go back to him, you say, hey, listen, this is ridiculous. I'm, a, I'm, I'm with you. I'm enjoying what we have so far. I'm not uh you should trust me enough to not have to come back and see a guy talking to me and roll the one window up in his face. You need to be a little bit more confident than that. Um he gave me his number. I should have just said it right away. I thought it'd be fun for us to go to a club, even though that's not your thing. But I thought because we did it together and we're on vacation it might be different. Um if you can't handle that, then we gotta break up because you that means you're looking for an out. That's another thing. A lot of guys will get crazy. Oh, like f- crazy offended because they're like, well, this is a good way to get out of this relationship. He might be doing that. But I, I think you didn't cheat, but there was a process of events that could have been better. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Solo, baby. That's right. We're jumping through these emails. Can they tell me I'm ugly, please? Hello, founding father of feathering. Love the podcast so much. Keep it up. Um, a straight five five eight with ten to lose. So the rating system here on the podcast: face, body, personality. She says she is a five five eight with ten to lose. She sent a picture of herself. I wouldn't. I would disagree with her. Her order and her numbers. Um, she's very beautiful and cute. So she writes. So I sent a guy uh, a guy the message below in blue. Okay. We'll get to it in a second. A few months ago, casual flirtation, nothing crazy or noteworthy. We ended up matching on Bumble. I took it by myself to contact him outside of Bumble. Here's responses in the gray. Um, and it is in the gray is his response to me asking him out really just guy code for i'm not actually attracted to you and i'm gonna give you a bullshit excuse instead your response is basically is open-ended for someone to believe that in the future would he would be down how the f do i interpret this do i act accept that maybe he's not interested in me like that and that he was just being a nice guy or did i scare him with something more serious than it seems i honestly want to fuck the want to fuck but didn't want to be so forthcoming help so okay so let's see what she sent. She sent it in like such a weird, all right. Okay, so this is Bougie Me. L-O, so this is her message. So she didn't send all of it. Here's the problem. She says, "Can they tell me that I'm ugly, please?" That's her title, and then she sends this email about message a guy below in blue. I met him out at a bar a few months ago, casual flirtation, nothing crazy or noteworthy. We ended up matching on Bumble. So then she sends this text. Okay, so this is a little bougie of me, lol. But we matched on Bumble. But like sometimes I think Bumble will be playing games, and that it's just not as legit. So I want as we want to believe, lol. Anyways, I didn't know how to interpret it, but it's Shoot Your Shot 2018. So I guess it was a legit, and I wanted to take you out sometime, like casually, haha. And don't feel like pressure to say yes or either if you don't actually want to just figure there's nothing to lose here. Here's the problem. Here's the thing. I mean, no, he's, uh, this, this is a very female thing. Female, women, and I and I only say this because of the amount of emails that I've gotten that sound like this and the times in my life I've been through this and I just don't get these emails from guys. Women want to be have their heads chopped off. They want to be told, they want a guy. And the problem is with the dating apps is that they, they're made for men because men can take a, oh, you're good looking and just interpret that. Into, like the swipe is just saying, you're good looking to me so yes he finds you attractive here's the problem you don't know where he finds you on the on the. There's, there's a there's a spectrum from yeah I'll fuck you when it's easiest for me to I will do anything to fuck you and that sounds horrible but it's the reality and a lot of women can't deal with that instead women don't want a spectrum they want I fucking hate you. Die, you ugly bitch. Don't ever come near me. Or they want, I love you. You're the most, you're the goddess of my life. I need you, ooh, baby, ooh, baby. And that's just not the way life works. It's gray. So I understand. She sends a picture of herself and she wants to know where she went wrong. She did nothing wrong. You went outside of the, the app is there to create rules and to shield you from the complete honesty that could be out there. She's now looking for the complete honesty. And it's like, you know what? When you do that, you have to respect the idea that he's like, well, I'm not dealing with this shit. I've had that where the girl sends me the message and she goes, you don't have to say yes, but just let me know. To me, it's the same thing as girls DMing me and saying let's get drinks with private accounts. So I'll get a DM from a girl and it will say, we should get drinks when she's listened to the podcast She's and she knows my voice, she knows the Instagram account and she's made her decision of this is someone I would like to see but then has given me no right to go through that process. All she's given me the right to do and here's where it becomes the same thing is to follow the unauthorized, the the private account so that I can look through her pictures and be and look at her and go, ah, eh, not the look for me I'm not the type for me, and look at her and go, and then go, hey, I don't think I'm explaining this right because I've had people say, well, sorry, I'm, you know, I'm not even going out with these people. I'm just saying, I've had people re- message me, and they'll say, sorry, I'm private, and it's not about being private, it's about you're not. If 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 I was in a restaurant with blindfold on, and you came out to me and went, hey, can I buy you a drink, and then you and then you said okay, and then I said, well. Let me see you first, and then now I'm in a position where I'm a dick. So you, girls will put you in this position just like this girl has done, and I'm appreciating her listening, and I appreciate her method because she's like, we matched matching the app. I have his number. Why wouldn't I just message him? Well, because you've allowed him no option to be an okay guy and not an asshole. In this situation, he has to be an asshole. He has to ignore you or say, I'll go out with you now because I, I'm into it. There's no gray. The app allows for the gray where you go where you like and you go, you look at her and go, "Ah, I don't think I want to go on a date. And then you can leave it. She's looking for chop off my fucking head. And that is like, I just it's a position women put men in, and then they go, well, don't be such a pussy. And it's like, yeah, we're human. I want I don't want to tell someone to their face that I don't want that I'd fuck them, but I don't want to go on a date with them. The, and that sounds awful. Even saying it now, I kind of get a little cringe. I'm hard, but I'm cringing. I'm just saying that the you don't have to answer. But here's my here's what I'm saying is the same as let's get drinks. Sorry, I'm private. Then here's the here's the progression. I follow. I look hot. Okay, let's do drinks. That's the good way. Here's the bad way. I follow. I look, I go, not the look for me, not my foot. As I say a lot, everyone has a foot. So you, you're good looking enough for somebody. You're, you're someone's type, but not for me. And I go, I unfollow. They write back, oh, I guess I wasn't hot enough for you. No, just not my type. I'm sorry. Why? I didn't try to be an asshole here. I was trying to be nice. And the thing is, like, I do understand from the female side that, you know, and, and I've gone over a lot on You Up podcast with Jordana about the nice guys that are actually assholes. I do understand, that, but there's a difference between the two. The guy who hooks up with you and says, oh yeah, we should go out, we should go out, we should go out, and then never goes out and goes away, that's an asshole. That's a nice guy trying, that ends up being an asshole. But, the, but when you come to some guy and make him be an asshole just so you can get him out of your head, but you're putting him through this. You're being kind of a dick. Podcast at gmail.com. podcast at gmail.com. We have another sponsor. Oh, my God. This is the time you need to get involved with Harry's. You need to get involved with Harry's. Harry's razors. Guys are very difficult to shop for. And not just... The, you know, the men in your life, if you're a woman out there and you're looking to get a gift for somebody that's small, you know, not huge but not small something they'll use every day and think about you harry's is perfect and i love what harry's does listen harry's taken out the middleman they've made razors the appropriate price they uh they have beautiful they they wrap it beautifully so that you don't have to wrap it and this is things off your list you don't have to go to the store you don't have to wrap it it comes ready to be put under the tree that should be their tagline under the tree ready gift done boom Game over for your boss, for your person at work, the person that works with you, a cousin, brother, stepbrother, anybody in your life. It's just tough. Guys are tough and guys don't need much. But I know as me, as a guy, the things I use, I use down to the bone. So a thing like a razor, I'll never lose it, but I'll use it a thousand times. I don't need... You know, if I have a watch, I'll wear the watch a thousand times. Sneakers, I've been wearing the same sneakers all fall. I need new sneakers, but I'll wear them to the bone harry's makes long lasting quality products at a super reasonable price harry's has a 4.5 out of five star rating on TrustPilot. german engineer blades for as low as two dollars each it's a practical gift he'll actually use i think that's a huge deal and save him money on the blade refills this is huge you can personalize it to make it feel special choose a color that's right for him now with limited edition holiday handles personal engraving options that's a dad gift Little papa bear on the on the on the on the on the on the, on the handle. Love that. Hundred percent quality guarantee. So this is the Harry's limited edition set special offer. Let me read it verbatim because I want to make sure you know the deal. Here's your free money, baby. As a special offer for fans of the show, we've partners with Harry's to give out, give you five dollars off any, that's any shave set, including our limited edition holiday sets. Listen, I remember last year the holiday sets ran out, so you better get this now. When you go to Harrys.com/jtrain, that's Harrys.com/jtrain, five dollars off any shave set, de- any shave set, including our limited edition holiday sets. Those ran out. I would get get it done now. That's what I when I get something done, cross it off the list. Ooh, that feels good harrys.com slash jtrain. Plus, you get free shipping. This offer is for new and returning customers. Anyone can use it. And it's only available for the holidays. Each Harry's shaving set comes with ergonomic weighted handle with an option to engrave. That's a big deal. German-engineered five-blade cartridge that provides a close, comfortable shave. Foaming shave gel for a rich sh- lather. Travel cover to cov- to protect your blades. That's a big deal. I've been using that a lot. A handsome holiday gift box. That's huge. Listen. I always talk about making the mailman work for you. Make Harry's work for you. They're wrapping it for you. Or just want something for yourself? Redeem a Harry's trial offer to experience the quality of shave before committing. So here we go. Get your holiday shopping done early. Free shipping ends December 12th. So act now. Go to harrys.com slash jtrain. harrys.com slash jtrain. harrys.com slash jtrain. /jtrain, Get $5 off a shave set while supplies last. That's harrys.com slash jtrain. There we go. Love Harry's. J-train podcast at gmail.com, J-train Podcast at gmail.com. We are here. Delray Beach, a solo holiday edition. Let's do this. Hi, Jared. Feather, feather. I've been a longtime listener. I've even brought you up in my therapy. Ooh, okay. I mentioned your quote there. The, there's a butt for every seat. And my therapist started laughing. There you go. So I recently got more involved with the dating apps. I've always wanted to meet someone IRL in real life through friends at the bar, but that wasn't working, so log back into Hinge. Uh, no shame. I don't hook up uh, my Instagram with my profiles because I'm a teacher. It's just really personal for me. I get that. I don't think people should hook up their Instagram to their profiles. I think it's too much. Too much to too much to assume. You see that, and I mean, as a guy, when I look at the Instagram, I, you know I would look at it and go, Ugh, they do this, they do that, ugh, I don't want to do that. You put yourself in the shoes of what you're, of, the, of being the boyfriend when <clears throat> the reality is you'll do that for someone you like. So when you look at someone's Instagram and you go, ugh, they do pajama parties with their family, it's funny to make fun of, but listen, love will make you do stupid shit. So I, I can't say that I'm, I'm beyond a pajama party, even though I am right now. I don't hook up my Instagram because I'm a teacher, really personal for me. I've been talk I've talked to a few guys. Within a couple of days they want to know my Instagram username. I know exactly why. To stalk, yeah. But right after they I give them the handle, they disappear. So naturally I stalk my own profile and even ask my friends to do the same to give me feedback. I just started texting with a guy that I'm pretty interested in, but he's asked me for my Instagram. I'm hesitant because I want to go out with him, but don't want to see him, him to see my Instagram and then ghost. My question is why do guys do this before a date is even mentioned? Am I overreacting? Is there something wrong with my profile attached to my most recent pics? So here's why guys ask for your Instagram it's twofold, and it's going to sound gross. I'm sorry, before to the women listening, I'm sorry. Um, to say it this way but this is why you're here and you know me you know i'm not a dick uh it's a test drive we want a test drive uh looking at your pictures maybe you know punching one out with a, you know with a little little masturbation sesh and see how our mind thinks of it after the cum comes out that's the most disgusting thing i've ever said in my entire life uh but it's also one of the most true <laughs> we <were. laughs> do you know how many times i've been like about to, you know, oh, should I go with this person, punch one out, uh, and then been like, oh, Jared, where am I? What was I thinking? And it's sad, but I this is the thing. The, you know, there's an article we're going to talk about on You Up about me, uh, people having less sex than ever. It's because we have the ability to be lazy. Wait till ver- VO porn comes out. I don't think anyone's going to leave the house. And the thing is, she's beautiful. She's, you know, I'm looking at her account. She's good looking. She's, you know, she's dressed up for the holidays. She's got a great Halloween costume. She's cute. She's going to be just fine. But if I were, and she's got friends, like there's nothing wrong with this person emailing. She, even with the pictures she sent, like, listen, what I would do is, so guys ask for it to, to, to sit there and think it out while they keep swiping. So, and, and just like I was just saying before in the middle of the email, you do invent a future with these people when you stalk them. And the only future you invent is the one that makes you too involved or the one that convinces you not to go. So the apps are there to create... See, do we vibe over conversation? The apps are there to first say, I, do I, am I attracted enough to like or swipe right? And then... There to say the next level is to say, do we vibe in a textual way? And then it's to say, well, that was enough for me to go on a date. That's enough. You don't have to send the Instagram. The only reason they ask for the Instagram is to test drive you or, and here's the other reason, your profile, and this is a lot for women because when I get sent the profile makeovers for women, a lot of them are hiding in their profile. This woman here, she's cute. That picture of her on Halloween, great pick. The one of her in the, you know, she's got a uh, a picture with a, a, a mop and a with a vacuum, and it looks like another costume picture where she's got like a sundress on. She looks great. She's she's a butt for someone's seat. I, I, I mean, that's not, but what they're doing is if your profile doesn't have the straight up, this is what I fucking look like pictures, it's people making sure that they're attracted to what they saw in the first place. That's a lot of it too. So I would say to people, and I know this is hard for people to do, listen, I was just at the beach with my family and my mom tried to fucking take a picture with my shirt off and I was like, get the fuck away from me. I don't need this picture. But that's probably the picture that should be on a dating app. That's probably the picture someone should see to go, yeah, that's my type that big fucking animal on the beach. So, and, and listen, we, <laughs> you know, there's there's nothing worse than the people that look at you when you, you know, when you say that's a bad picture of me and they go, well, that's what you look like. And it's like, ooh, eat that fucking pill. So it's twofold. Guys are doing it to, to sit there and think about it and get, you know, and, you know, see... And then they're also doing it to make sure that you look like what was presented on the app. Both animalistic, awful things. But both true. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We have so many good emails. Holy shit. I want to do this email because it's called Coworker STD. Especially because GetRoman.com slash JTrain sponsored this podcast. Holy fuck, I really fucked up. Quick bullet point on 2018. In January of this year, I began seeing a girl that last few last months, few, uh, in January of this year, I began seeing a girl that last, lasted for a few months, extremely toxic. In March, I hopped into another girl, girl two, at the, at the office, only casual, no serious dating, and I'm still seeing each other once or twice a week. That sounds like you're dating. Girl three joined the office over the summer, and we have hooked up twice since July. We are currently in the early stage of seeing how things go. Oh, my fucking God. Girl 2 called me earlier this week letting me know she tested positive for an STD and I should get tested. Went to the doc yesterday, received antibiotics, waiting for test results. It's been at least a month or so since I was with Girl 3. How do I break the news to her if positive? Also, how do I do this in the best way possible considering the work aspect? I like this girl, but this could be a total deal breaker. Holy shit. Okay. I don't know why he even mentioned Girl 1. It's a dude email. Here's the thing, you, get, you gotta get, listen, in, the, in these matters of dating, shit hits the fan, okay? At a certain point, you gotta go to people that, you know, if you're trying to get, you know, she, he writes with Girl 3, I'm trying to see how this could go. Okay, time to clean up the backlog. Time to go to Girl 2 and go, hey, I had a great time, but this is over, I'm looking for something more serious, and it's not with you. That's tough to say, but just like the girl from before wanted to be told she was ugly, That's not what you're doing. You're saying, listen, good time, not a great time, time to be done. Do you need to then go to Girl 2 and say, I also just got tested for STDs, um... I think you should get tested too. I don't know if you've been tested or whatever, but I've been seeing other people, and that person, you know, the, the idea is that you have to uh, admit to the reality you've been you've created for yourself. You created the reality where you're hooking up with someone that is just um, that is just once or twice a week, and has no labels. So she signed up for that reality. You've never if you've never lied about that, you should have nothing to worry about. So she signed up for the reality of once or twice a week with no label. Hey. I use the contract that we have written together, and I, you know, and I went and hooked up with someone else. That someone else told me I, that they have something. You need to go check, get checked too. The stuff at the office—I mean, I don't know. I don't think anyone would see, hear that, and go, "Well, let's blow up this fucking job." Because you know what—they blow it up for themselves too. The, the reality is, you created a world. So it's time to live in the world, admit to the world, and say the world that they're in, that they'd sign up for it too. They're adults. Hey, listen, I just found out that someone I hooked up with had something, uh, had an STD scare. I'm getting checked out. I wanted to let you know so that you could get checked out too. Boom. The work stuff is secondary because rea- really, people don't go, don't say, don't walk in their office and go, and he told me he's got an STD and he almost gave it to me. And it's like, no one really wants to do that. People want to work. They want to feel valued. Just like I talked about in the beginning, with how low you go? I want to feel like I have a job. But go. You have to. You have to realize the contracts that you've written and um, and admit to them. That's the thing. Sucks. Sorry, not sorry. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. dot Jtrainpodcast at gmail dot com. Let me do one more. We're at the end here. So pumped to have you in a lone edition. Let's do this one. My boyfriend's twin brother is a huge cock block. Okay. I'm a dedicated lady listener. Cue the female listener soundbite. Um, Maybe, maybe Shelby will pop in with it. I'm hoping you, Shelby, and honor guest, can bestow some wisdom upon me. My boyfriend and I have been dating for three years. He is 26. I'm 25. So they started seeing each other when she was 22. He was 23. Lived in NYC the past two years, and he has recently moved into an apartment on Long Island with his twin brother. I was so excited when him and his brother moved out of their parents' house. <laughs> it's funny that, like to me. Dating someone on Long Island from New York City is like the worst thing ever. But for her, it's reverse. She's like, oh, they moved out of their parents' house. Thank God moved out of their parents' house so we could finally have an adult sleepovers that weren't just in my apartment. I love his mom, however, she old school Irish Catholic lady, so him living at home was a real bummer. However, since he has moved in with his brother, his brother has become quite the cock block. His brother and I get along great, but his brother has been driving me insane. Here are some examples. My boyfriend and I's dates always have to, be, have, to have been planned. I can never spontaneously say, hey, let's do this, because the twin will say, okay, guys, I'll just be alone. Or my boyfriend will say he feels bad leaving the brother out. Ooh. Debbie Downer, brutal, that's the worst, okay, guess I'll just hang here, the brother will walk into my boyfriend's room unannounced or yell, are you dressed before swinging the door open, and yes, there have been a few occasions where my boyfriend and I have not been decent or dressed, Uh, The brother will make comments about me eating their food, but forgets that I have a fact that I cook dinner for all three of us most Sunday nights, clean their bathroom every chance I get, and just do some general cleaning while I'm there. I also bring my own alcohol and will do random things that they need for the apartment, even when they don't ask. I'm just being a nice person. Sometimes the brother will just blatantly stare and listen at my boyfriend and I while we are trying to be cute, cuddling, etc. Or just having a normal conversation. I shit you not. (laughs) This is is creepy. I will walk by my boyfriend's open door, bedroom door, stop in his tracks and just stare at us awkwardly. The brother will just walk by my boyfriend's open door, stop in his tracks and stare at us awkwardly. He will also do this when we're out at a bar with all their friends when my boyfriend and I try to sneak a quick kiss. All these things make me self-conscious about my actions while at their apartment. And because of this, we are really we really don't bang much as we should while we're there. I mean, come on, we're 25 and 26. He has his own place. We should be doing it like rabbits. I've been doing, made some comments to my boyfriend about this, but all he says is, I know, I'm sorry. My questions are one. Is this weird? This is weird, right? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it's weird, but I get it. Um... The, the, this is weird right here I'll start with that The twin brother's lonely He doesn't have a girl He's a fucking loser And his boy his brother looks just like him And has a pretty girl on his arm So he's going what the fuck is wrong with me And he's kind of studying his brother To see what he should be doing And he's probably studying him to say What the fuck am I doing wrong Every time he's staring he's probably in his own head Being like well, what's going on here I mean, he's not jealous of the brother, but he's jealous of the situation. He wants someone to like him as much as you like your guy. How do I have a real conversation with my boyfriend about this whole thing without sounding like I hate his brother, which I do not at all? If I could help a girl out, I would really appreciate. Give you good work! Can't wait to see the you up live podcast in Brooklyn in January. I would say to her two things: stop being so nice, stop cleaning the apartment, let them live in their own fucking filth. You being nice is creating this debt that you're trying to get paid off. I'm not saying that's a fault, that's a nice thing of you to do, but and I know you don't want to live in an apartment that, but here's the thing. You don't want to stay in an apartment that's dirty, and I get that, but you need to be better at communicating in the bathroom and all that and cleaning up and cooking the dinners is your first move of letting them know that you don't fucking work for them. They went from the mom working for them from you to you working for them a bit. So they don't even know how to talk to each other in a way because the mom used to handle this shit and they never have to deal with it. So here's my advice. Stop cleaning here and there and stop cleaning the bathroom. Stop cooking for them. You cook for your boyfriend, not both of them, okay? Because what you're doing, and I know you don't mean to do this, but you kind of mean to do this, is to create some sort of tab that the that uh, the twin should be nice to you because you're nice to him fuck it you don't owe him shit okay then you go to the brother and you say hey listen um do you i i don't know if the staring thing is where you start your beef the staring thing that's just him i think to me what i think that is is him being a little depressed about his own situation i think you need to be actively looking since you say you like the twin hey how do we figure out a girl for this dude Even to just fuck so he can get his mind off of you. I think that will fix the staring. As far as like the swinging the door open, you need to say to your boyfriend, hey, I feel uncomfortable coming here when he's just throwing the door open. Say something to your fucking brother. That's not you hating him. That's not you not liking him. That's not that's you not liking a certain thing he does. Hey, I want to stay here all the time. I want to stay with you. But uh, your brother keeps swinging the door open. Stop saying you're sorry to me and start talking to him. That's your brother. You can say something. And... Listen, there's an old thing my dad used to say. and It was a weird thing he used to always say. Fights in the family don't happen because of the family. They happen because of everyone else that's next to the family, the wife, the, the, the husband, the whatever, saying, look it, you're getting fucked. And that's not what this is. You're just saying, hey, make it in your terms. So don't make it about him being a loser for not talking to his brother. Make it about you. Hey, when I come over here, I want to be able to get naked in your room. And he keeps throwing the door open. Can you tell him to stop? Makes me feel weird. I want to be able to stay here. I want to be able to fuck you. The more he throws the door open, the less I want to fuck you, the more weird I feel. Boom. But the staring thing, that's him being lonely. I think you got to fix him up with a... You should talk to him about his love life a little bit more. Hey, who are you seeing? What apps are you on? Ask questions. Because that gets people... When you ask questions, it gets people to be vulnerable. Hey, what, what app are you on? Oh, I'm on Hinge. How's it going? You know, I talked to this one girl, and then, you know, they didn't want to hang out, and then, uh, I'm a loser, nerd, twin brother's better. Boom. Now you're in. Well, I know this one girl, she said you thought you were cute. I got a friend of a friend, she wants to go out with someone. Want to go on a date? Just going on a date feels good. Doesn't have to work out. That's her episode. J-train, podcast at gmail.com. so pumped, uh, to just meet so many of you out on the West Coast and uh, to keep this thing going. You can keep sending it in, Gmail.com. I'm Jared Freer. We're here every Tuesday and Friday. Happy Thanksgiving. Let's have a great December. Super pumped. Oh, this comes out on Friday. I'm doing a show at the the, the Comedy Cellar Monday at 10.30. If any of you guys want to come, I I think there's tickets left that might be sold out Um Go on my website. You can find it there, jaredfree.com. Also doing another show at the Cellar Tuesday with my friends Chris DiStefano, Mo Ammer, and Ricky Velez. We're doing the UN Boys. Um, You get a a little taste of each each segment of the world. So come on out. Uh, UN Boys, that's Tuesday night at the Comedy Cellar at like 9.30 or 7.30 or something like that. Just go to their website. It's called UN Boys. Um, And that's our episode. Also, lastly... New Year's Eve, I'm going to be at Comics Mohegan Sun. That's Comics Mohegan Sun. That's a Connecticut casino. If you don't know what that is, then, you just don't, then you're not from there. But if you're from Connecticut, I'll be at the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. New Year's Eve. It's a Monday or night, so if you're looking to keep it a chill New Year's Eve, listen, I know that's not for everybody. Everyone wants to do their own thing on New Year's. But if you want a fun New Year's, I think a comedy show is fun. If it's you and a gal, a guy and a girl, or just something chilled out that's a little bit not the club scene so comics mohegan sun buy those tickets it would be nice to see people there and we'll be back next episode boom